Welcome to the channel. I'm Mark Headley. Welcome to another episode of Scientology's Tom Cruise Spy Files. And um, for those of you who are new to the channel, we have in our possession over 40,000 pages of internal Scientology spy wing documents from the Office of Special Affairs, or OSA. And um, OSA, by the way, is um, the, uh, the successor to what Scientology used to call the Guardian's Office, which was uh, convicted of perpetrating the largest infiltration in the United States government in its history. And uh, they have a new name now, and they're called the Office of Special Affairs, and they are the organization that does all the dirty tricks for uh, Scientology in terms of hiring private investigators and trying to uh, manipulate things behind the scenes so that uh, Scientology exposés uh, are not released and Scientology is not exposed and what they're up to. Um, in our last video, we covered a bunch of documents that are going back and forth from WDC OSA, which is the Watchdog Committee Chairman for or the Watchdog Committee Member for the Office of Special Affairs, which at the time um, was Mike Rinder. And then also some of the documents are going between Kurt Wieland, who was the WDC chairman, uh, or the uh, that same uh, post title is also the commanding officer CMO. And their WDC chairman in that post are usually the same person. Um, there were so many players in these, there, there are so many players in these upcoming documents that we had to put together two separate pages of um, the key players for this one. So uh, let's go through those right now and uh, we'll pull those people up and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about them. So, of course, we have David Miscavige, the chairman of the board, Religious Technology Center. He is the head of Scientology and micromanages every single aspect of what's occurring in these documents. You've got Tom Cruise. Um, you've got Shelly Miscavige, who was David Miscavige's assistant. She was the COB assistant. You have Kurt Wieland, who in these documents, he's now going under WDC chairman, the Watchdog Committee um, chairman. He's in charge of all of the Watchdog Committee members. And then you've got, um, we have a newcomer into these documents, which is Warren McShane, the Deputy Inspector General for Legal Affairs, RTC. So he works directly for David Miscavige in the Re Religious Technology Center. And he's, uh, he is known internally as the best liar uh, in the world. Uh, that's what David Miscavige refers to him, uh, referred to him on multiple occasions. Um, then we've got Mike Rinder, who at this time in 2005 was WDC OSA. So he was the go-between between David Miscavige and OSA. So anything that David Miscavige wanted OSA to do, um, he would then tell that to Mike. And then Mike would then tell that to the commanding officer or whoever in OSA uh, was supposed to do those actions. You then got Leanne. Um, I don't know how you say it. Is it Maypother or Maypother? I'm going to call her Maypother. Um, Leanne Maypother, which is Tom Cruise's PR. She was also his sister at the time. And um, if you, uh, according to Scientology, all of the th these things that are happening are because of Leanne, because she didn't do her job. 
Uh, then we have another newcomer, which is Michael Dovin. And he is, uh, he is a Scientologist that was installed as Tom Cruise's assistant by Scientology. And then he became um, part of Tom Cruise's production company called Odin Productions. I'm pretty sure he was the boss of Odin Productions. And that's Michael Dovin. He, I think he is a photographer by, um, that's his, that's what he does. But he also was doing this for Tom Cruise. And he was essentially a spy for Scientology throughout the entire time that he worked for Tom Cruise, um, reporting up on the whereabouts and the activities of Tom Cruise um, when he wasn't in Scientology and he wasn't active and he was just doing his own thing uh, during the Nicole Kidman years. Um, Michael Dovin and his wife, Andrea Dovin. Uh, Andrea Dovin was Nicole Kidman's assistant and Michael Dovin was Tom Cruise's assistant. And so they were reporting up on both of them. And as far as um, if you believe all the stories that have been told and all the uh, rumors, um, they were very um, key in um, the, the the divorce and the breakup of Nicole and uh, uh, Tom Cruise based on the information that they were feeding to Scientology. Uh, the next person we have is now is also a new player, and that's Michael Mand. And he is a public, as far as I understand, he's a public relations uh, executive at CAA. Then we've got Nancy Kirkpatrick, who works at the was working at Paramount Studios. Um, then we have Brad Gray, who was the CEO of Paramount Studios, and then we've got Louis Stuckenbrock, who is the chairman of the board communicator. And then we also have some some also some other random newcomers in this one as well, which is Dean Baquette, which um, he was um, uh, somebody that worked at the New York Times. Then we've got Tommy Davis, and Tommy Davis was a Scientologist. His uh, mother is Ann Archer, and um, he grew up in Scientology. And during this time period, he was Scientology's spokeshole and also um, like sort of a pseudo assistant for Tom Cruise um, while being a Sea Org member. Um, those are the guys that signed the billion-year contracts for Scientology. Okay, so that's the first page. Let's do the next page. You've got Joe Sapel, who was, I think at the time, he was an investigative reporter for the LA Times. We've got Barbara Walters, who's a TV host. We covered her in a previous document. We've got Kim Christensen. He's a reporter for the LA Times. And then we've got Andrea Jaffe. I think she was a publicist at the time. Um, we've got... Sh I don't know. I'm forgive me if I pronounce this name incorrectly, but we've got Shashar Baran, who is a Dateline producer. Then we've got Alan or Alan Marinez or Mar Marinez, who is a, also uh, I think he was the senior Dateline producer. And then uh, we've got Matt Lauer, who is a Dateline host. And then we've got David Corvo, who is the executive producer of Dateline. Um, and then we've got Rick Nasita, who was an, uh, Tom Cruise's agent at CAA, Jeff Zucker, uh, or Zucker, chairman of NBC. Then we've got Danielle Gournord, who was the, the director of special affairs and uh, public relations office in France for Scientology. And then there's Frederick Martin, who is a producer of a cable TV series in France called M6. And then we've got, finally, Burt Fields, and that was Tom Cruise's lawyer at the time. 
Okay, so we've got a lot of people that come up in these documents. And again, um, these documents are, th this whole thing started with um, Tom, uh, Tom Cruise possibly being involved or being mentioned in an Oprah episode that was coming up with Brooke Shields. This is how this whole document chain started. Um, David Miscavige asked Mike Rinder, hey, there's something, uh, there's something going on with uh, some rumors going around that Oprah's going to do a show with Brooke Shields and Tom might come up. And then this, the, the last, uh, all the last documents we covered in the last video uh, have been about that. And it's kind of ballooned into all of these other um, media things that are happening. And these are all happening at the same time all over the world. And Scientology is running around with a, a little squirt gun trying to put all these little fires out. Okay, so this is from 22 September 2005, and this is going from Mike Rinder, who is acting temporary WDC OSA, through the WDC chairman, Kurt Wieland, to chairman of the board, RTC. Uh, oh, and by the way, in case I haven't mentioned it, this is all being paid for by your tax dollars. Scientology is a nonprofit organization that uses all the benefits that they get um, by not paying taxes to spy on people and manipulate media um, stories that are happening on Scientology. And if you're a United States citizen, you're paying for this. Okay, so it's uh, it's cop. There's copies going to COB Assistant, COB Com, and DIG Legal Affairs. Re Media Handlings, dear sir. Oh, so in the last um, video we did, we saw the uh, the communication going to David Miscavige, and he has now since answered that. We don't have those. They they keep the things that David Miscavige writes. They do keep those uh, very closely guarded, and there is not a soft copy of that response in these files. We only have the answers coming up, but you can kind of see by the way the document is what David Miscavige um, said to Mike in, in the response back to him. Okay, dear sir, thank you for your dispatch. My God, I didn't get the magnitude of this situation at all, and I certainly see how badly I was operating on a wrong why that Leanne isn't handling them. These people may be ready and willing to do their jobs, and are being sabotaged. So that's essentially what David Miscavige wrote down to him. I apologize for giving you incomplete data on the media. Below is where each of these matters stand and what I propose to be done with them. I am definitely presentable and can brief on these matters, and I definitely want to see CAA. I do understand about being at effect and that the correct attitude is that this is the biggest star in the world who has made these people huge amounts of money and they should be producing their product as he is more than producing his. I am separately answering the other report concerning the IAS event that crossed with this one and I do not think that I should just be handling flaps, quote unquote. I have done three evals and written two strategies and the org board and stats for OSA. And I know that putting in the stand and putting in standard lines and actions must be done while the cope flap handling occurs. I do not want you to have to deal with the media cycles and I can completely do any briefing needed on the media cycles ongoing and see the people at CAA and Paramount. So, David Miscavige does this thing where he says, there's all these problems. I have to handle them all. He's the one usually creating or um, making the problems. And then 
when they do become problems and become public flaps, then he tells everybody who's supposed to handle these that he's handling them and he's going to continue if they don't do it. So um, almost all of this is coming from David Miscavige influencing Tom Cruise and convincing Tom Cruise that he should talk more about Scientology and he should spread the word of Scientology when he does these interviews. And he had just done a whole World of the Worlds, War of the Worlds tour where he brought Scientology volunteer ministers into their tent for the set and he was jumping on couches and he was yelling at Matt Lauer about psychiatric drugs and all these things. That's all from David Miscavige. That's the whole reason all these flaps are happening. And a lot of these media articles are going to want to talk about how David Miscavige is influencing Tom Cruise and the media and the things that he does in the media. And they're saying, we don't want that to come out, but that's exactly what's happening. (laughs) Anyway, back to the document. The specifics on the media cycles are, Los Angeles Times. They are working on a story about Mr. Cruz being a major spokesperson for the church. There you go. Um, Let's go to the next page. The first indication that they were doing anything came in August when a reporter called Andrea Jaffe. He said he was hoping she would feel like chatting with him about the time she represented Mr. Cruz and and his beginnings in Scientology. Andrea told him that it was such a long time ago she had no memory of anything, but that she was and still is crazy about him and would never talk about him to anyone. She reported the contact to Leanne. Leanne is Tom Cruise's sister. The same day, a reporter, Kim Christensen, called the port captain Gold, saying he wanted to do a tour of Gold. Gold is the uh, Golden Era Productions, which is the studio at the secret Scientology base in the middle of uh, Gilman Hot Springs in the desert in California. The port captain Gold is the person at Golden Era Productions that deals with public relations um, items. The port captain is a, a sea org name, even though they're in the middle of the desert, they're not, they don't have anything to do with, do with sea. All sea org organizations have sea type posts. So the port captain would be, if the ship went into a specific Harbor, the port captain would deal with the people in that, in that port. Um, the port captain, he said, Scientology had been in the news a lot lately and gold figures into it. The port captain told him he should contact the church in Los Angeles. Christensen is a 25-year investigative reporter who formerly worked at the Orange County Register and the Portland Oregonian. He is in the business section, specifically on business entertainment stories, mostly regarding the Disney Corporation. His editor is the deputy business editor for entertainment, Joe Sapel. Just before assuming his present position in mid-June 2005, Christensen was for eight months an associated associate managing director of the international investigative firm Kroll Associates. A contact of Leanne's spoke with Sapel the following week, and Sapel said that he is interested in why Mr. Cruz has become so open about his religion and that he wanted to do something explanatory, not an expose. He said he noticed that the people around Mr. Cruz had changed. He mentioned Pat Kingsley, Tommy Davis, and Michael Dovin, and wonder if they had changed because Mr. Mr. Cruz changed, or did Mr. Cruz change because they changed? Is the church directing him to be more public about his religion? 
is he is interested in how the church works and with the, with the stars and who are Scientologists. He wondered why Mr. Cruz, who had always appeared so friendly, was so angry with Matt Lauer. A contact was made by Michael Mand of CAA to Kim Christensen, who confirmed that he is trying to formulate a story about the relationship between the church and the entertainment industry, but that he is still at the initial stages. Mand said Christensen is trying to do a story and no smoking gun to write about, but Mand didn't give a handling. Nancy Kirkpatrick, marketing at Paramount, spoke to Sapel who told her they are doing a story and became extremely agitated when she told him he still appears to have an agenda and his bias is showing through. Nancy Kirkpatrick said she is going to brief Brad Gray, the head of the studio, and enlist his assistance. This is all about a story that's 100% true. <laughs> Christensen is called to OSA Int twice over the last three months requesting an interview with Mr. Miscavige and a tour. He has been told that we are not prepared to do an interview or tour at this time and asking him why a business quote-unquote reporter would be writing about a religion. Well, a religion that is a business, that a cult that's masquerading as a religion that's really a business. Christensen stated that he writes about the entertainment industry, and since he is exploring the relationship between the church and the entertainment industry, the story is correctly with him. He said that he hopes we will change our mind about participating, but that he is continuing his preparation. This guy was right on, man. He knew what, he knew what was going on. He just didn't know all the details. Okay, next page. Heber, oh, I didn't put Heber in that. Heber Gents was the um, president of the Church of Scientology International. I will add him in um, to the key players. So he'll be in there uh, when you guys see this video. Um, Heber has been rekindling his line to Dean Baquette, who just got promoted from managing editor to editor of the Times. That's the New York Times, as far as I, I understand. It could possibly be LA Times, but he, I know that guy did work for the New York Times. He contacted his sec secretary asking for an appointment, which has been agreed upon, but the time hasn't been set. It must be LA Times. Um, Paramount and CAA need to pull out the stops and put some heat on the LA Times. There is no way Sapel should be involved in any story about Scientology. He will drive this off the rails and has already done so. This is their hometown paper. Okay, I think that Sapel was involved in, a, in another article about Scientology. And I want to say the rumor was that they might have poisoned his dog, uh, Joe Sapel. Dateline. In mid-July, Leanne was contacted by a producer, Shashar Baron from Dateline. He badgered her about going to the MI3 set in Rome to talk about the story, and she agreed to meet him in L.A. The meeting took place on 27 July. He was briefed and toured at CCINT, that's Celebrity Center International, that's Scientology's uh, castle-looking uh, building that is at uh, 5930 Franklin Avenue in uh, Los Angeles. Uh, the meeting took place and he was briefed and toured at CCN by Leanne and Corinne. Ah, oh, Corinne. Corinne Powell is the spokeshole for OSA International. I'll see if I can add her to the key players too. He asserted that he is not a spiritual being. He asserted that he is not a spiritual being and was informed that there is no interest on Mr. Mr. Cruz's part 
or in the churches in doing this show and that he is taking a wrong direction by trying to make the church an anti-psych church. And Mr. Cruz, its spokesperson, the senior producer at Dateline on the story is Alan Marinese. Marinese? The one with Mike Wallace at 60 Minutes. Sasha Bar- uh, Sashar Baran also told Leanne he saw parallels between Vanilla Sky and Scientology. Dateline have tried to get the data from CCHR and the detox program, and nobody has cooperated with them. The show is not going to be good. <laughs> While in New York to meet with Barbara Walters, Leanne met with Matt Lauer, as Dateline had said that Lauer wanted to do the interview with Mr. Cruz for their piece. Lauer said he knew nothing about this, was pissed that they would say this without speaking to him first, and in the end said he was going to try and help and handle Dateline in order to salvage any potential potential future relationship. Leanne also spoke to David Corvo, the executive producer of Dateline, briefed him on the show why it was off the rails and that he needed to handle it. He has called her twice to discuss the show and has been reasonable, quote-unquote, saying that he wanted to resolve any problems, but there has been no solution. Matt Lauer contacted Leanne early this week and told her his executive producer and David Corvo had come to an agreement that if Mr. Cruz was to appear with Matt Lauer on a show, Dateline would drop their piece. Lauer suggested that he could come on the set in November and do an interview focusing on the movie. Lauer suggested that they put the past to rest by starting the show with a wink and a nod to the past. He didn't specify what this meant and that it would only be about the movie and his career and it would not be part two of the previous interview. And that obviously is the interview that Tom Cruise did with Matt Lauer where he was like, you're glib, Matt, you're glib. Um, Leanne briefed Rick Nasita and Kevin Huvain on this offer. Nasita felt that if it, if if it was a possibility, it, oh, Nasita felt that it was a possibility, but Huvain thought it was a horrible idea. He told Leanne that Mr. Cruz should not do anything in the media, and that if Mr. Cruz were to appear on the show with Matt Lauer, even the topic of psychiatrist and Scientology does not come up. It would still look as if Lauer had won. They both said that Dateline didn't have much audience and that there was no new news and it really wasn't a big deal and it would be ignored if there was no cooperation. This may or may not be accurate based on what I now know. CAA's head of TV contacted Jeff Zucker, chairman of Universal NBC. Zucker knew about the show and said Dateline did not have to go forward if Mr. Cruz were to do a Today Show with Matt Lauer during the promotion of MI3 next April. Leanne then briefed Paula Wagner, who felt that it would be to Mr. Cruz's advantage to have Lauer come on the set in November on his turf so he can control what happens. This is where this stands as of now. This needs to be coordinated with CAA. If they don't think he should do an interview with him, then they need to come up with another handling as the Dateline show is off the rails. Okay. So here you have Scientology 
is contacting all of these media outlets and these studios and the agencies and everything that's controlling all this. And they're basically negotiating that if Tom Cruise will do an interview with you, if you don't expose the truth about Scientology and Tom Cruise. And this is how they've been doing this for decades. This is how this system works. This is how um, we did a show, um, Claire, my wife and I did a show for ABC and it was an amazing show. It was going to be an amazing show about Scientology and disconnection. And that entire show never saw the light of day because one of these backroom deals was made and they just shelved the whole thing, just disappeared, a show, so that some organization that was connected would do would be able to get an interview or be able to go on the set of MI6 or MI5 or MI4 or whatever it was at the time. So, um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Okay, next section. French TV. Earlier this week, Leanne received an email from Frederick Martin, a producer for M6's show Secrets d'Actualite, Behind the News. Hopefully I didn't butcher that too bad, Frenchies. Um, he asked about doing an interview with Mr. Cruz as part of a show on Mr. Cruz and Scientology. M6 is a French cable station fo focusing on music and films, addressing a young audience. When asked for particulars, he wrote that he is in the formative stages of the program and has only asked to talk to American and French journalists about Mr. Cruz's career and to American and French former Scientologists. He said that the show has done programs on Scientology before, which he is certain the church did not like, but that the journalist responsible for the earlier programs had been fired. He said that he is a new member of the broadcast team. There have been two major shows about Scientology on M6. On 16 November 2003, M6's Secrets de Actualite aired a show on Scientology. The journalist responsible for this show was Valérie de Montmartin, the show concerned the government's groundless fraud investigation into the church that has been ongoing since 1983. It was extremely negative and included a televised roundtable discussion amongst the worst enemies of Scientology. The DSA PRO France, Danielle Gournold, was interviewed, but only a few clips of her were aired and were edited to be ineffective. The central allegation of the program was that church members had stolen some of the volumes of the case file in the case to prevent the case from going to trial. It had already been proven that court personnel were responsible for the missing files. The chief editor refused to meet, although he did not accept, he did accept a pack of documents refuting the lies in the program. M6 also covered the release of War of the Worlds with news coverage on 19 June 2005, mixed. I guess that meant that it was good and bad. And a 15-minute show on Mr. Cruz and the movie on 28 June 2005, positive. They just did a show on CCHR France concerning trial drugging, which was positive. Martin's request for an interview had not been answered. There have been no direct contacts with the church about the show, but today a posting appeared on the internet by a person claiming to be a researcher for M6 working on a report on Mr. Cruz and Scientology and looking for pictures of gold as well as Mr. Miscavige alone or with Mr. Cruz. Leanne alerted UIP France to get them to find out what the show is about and what comlines they have to handle it. Once the response comes in from UIP as to the lines they can use to get this completely handled, he needs to be informed there will be no interview. 
The handling can be done, including the church in France contacting Martin and dealing with his black PR. These are the outstanding media cycles. Rolling Stone, I am waiting to hear back from Kaminsky, and I have tried calling him several times in the last week, and Barbara Walters is to arrange her schedule when she returns from Saudi Arabia next week. Handling. I contact Mr. Cruz and arrange to see him and brief him on these cycles and the handling for each. LA Times, Dateline, Oprah, French TV, and coordinate with him concealing concerning Barbara Walters as I don't know what he has been briefed on this. I brief Bert correctly, no low-toned ad effect calm whatsoever, but the realities of the situation, the production of his client, and what should be being done to support and enhance that. I see CAA and get the handlings for each of the media, as covered above, done with them, LA Times, Dateline, Oprah, French TV. I do the same with Paramount, LA Times, and French TV through IUP. Now it's IUP. Um, provide full debriefs on the meetings to you and Mr. Cruz so there is no further info failure. F. Get Leanne through the ethics and correction program, and if she doesn't make it, find and propose another publicist and the PR handling for a new person coming on the scene. G. Do the PR eval to get our own lines functioning as we should have real PR area control on the media lines and we are operating as amateurs currently. This is okay. Much love, Mike. Okay. Wow. Okay, so this is wild because remember, this started back in... I want to say it was the 16th of September when the, 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 the thing about Oprah just came up and Dave was asking about that. Now, remember, uh, in one of the last videos I talked about when David Miscavige writes to you, you have, be usually it's 24 hours you have to get back. But if something happens or if there's new information coming in or David Miscavige has ordered that you get some sort of personal correction or you have to go to cramming or one of these things, then that could delay it by a day. So there, and also David Miscavige, he has no, he has no requirement to answer when you answer him. So even though you're supposed to answer him within a day or two, he could wait three months to answer you because these are kind of key things. He, it seems like he's usually answering within a day or two, but it's the 22nd of September now. And this all started back in the 16th September. And these guys are writing back and forth and they're arguing about who's going to do what. Nothing is really being done. A lot of people are being called and information is being gathered. But for the most part, there's just a lot of yip-yapping that's going back and forth between Scientology operatives and gathering info from the CAA and Paramount and all these different folks. And, um, and, the, and the clock is ticking. Okay, let's go to the next document. Okay, so this document is from 24 September 2005. So it's two days after the last one. So we can expect that David Miscavige answered on the 23rd of September, and now Mike is now answering him. And this is a very, very telling document. Um, and it does show how David Miscavige is doctor micromanage in terms of all this stuff. Okay, so it's from Acting Temporary WDC OSA. That's Mike Rinder to chairman of the board, RTC, David Miscavige. And it's uh, carbon copies are going to COB assistant, COB comm, WDC chairman, Kurt Wieland, and DIG legal affairs. 
Re Media Handlings. Dear Sir, Thank you for your dispatch. I understand my responsibility in dealing with this and other OSA matters, and I know every one of them needs to be handled professionally, competently, and with on-policy information provided. The response to requests for interviews will be clearly communicated to any media inquiries, and you will be informed with the handling at once. I understand you are going to brief Mr. Cruz, and if there is anything I can do on this, or with CAA or anyone else, I am ready at a moment's notice to do whatever is needed. This is okay. Much love, Mike. So in response to that entire thing that Mike wrote, David Miscavige basically said, you better sort all these things out. I'll brief Tom. You don't need to worry about it. And this is how David Miscavige does everything. He is the one who has to approve the carpet samples for the dining area, handle Tom Cruise's girlfriend or not, handle his wife or not, or get him a new girlfriend or kill media stories that are being done about him. All paid for by the United States taxpayers. Okay, now this is the best. So remember how I told you that these guys have been yip-yapping and doing all this? Here comes the next document. This is amazing. We might have to do a reaction video, but um, to this interview. But I think let's just um, let's just see what happened um, and uh, cover the document. Okay. So the next document is from 27 September 2005. It's from WDC OSA through COCMON to COBRTC David Miscavige. It's copied to COB Assistant, COBCom, Data RTC, and Data CMO Int. And it says, Re Oprah, Dear Sir, The Oprah show with Brooke Shields aired today. Oprah flat out lied to JT and Kevin Huvane. She brought the issue up right from the outset and asked her several questions about it, one after the other, transcript attached. She used a clip from Access Hollywood and had obviously made a deal with them as Access Hollywood also ran a piece, quote unquote, following up on the Oprah show that was prepared retro, that was a prepared retrospective by Billy Bush, basically taking credit for being the first interview that began the controversy. A copy of the Oprah tape was sent to JT and Kelly, that's John Travolta and Kelly Preston. They were outraged and disgusted. John said that he wanted to think about what to do, whether he should call Oprah and tell her what he thought, and that he was not going to be on the program again, or just to ignore her. Odin, that's Tom Cruise's production company, Odin got a copy of the tape to deliver to Kevin Huvane. He was totally burned by Oprah and her producer. Based on the other proposal I sent to you, I will find out when I call Rick Nasita and what Kevin Huvane had to say about this. This is okay. Much love, Mike. So this whole time, these guys are yip-yapping back and forth, talking about this. Oprah's like, oh, it's no problem, John Travolta. It's no problem, Kevin Huvane. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. Oprah stabbed them all. <laughs> she totally knew that this was going to be a hit piece on Tom and she did it anyway. And you know, um, if Tom or, um, John appeared on Oprah after this, I'm going to put a little counter down below to say how many times they went on the Oprah show at, since this time, because this is another thing. They talk the talk in these issues here and in these, uh, in these writings back and forth, 
But let's see if they ever went on the show after this again. Anyway, um, uh, I'll put up, I'll pull this up just in case. Um, we'll pull up the transcript. They have a transcript of the show, and then let's put that up right here. So it's Oprah Winfrey, Tuesday, September 27th. Oprah, okay. Today's a special follow up. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Brooke Shields, okay. Um, few people know. Da, 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 da. Okay, so down, down here, it says Oprah. But it was her candid admission that she used antidepressants to manage her illness that landed Brooke in a firestorm of controversy with actor Tom Cruise. And then it shows the clip from Billy Bush of the Access Hollywood show. And then it, um, oh, and then basically it's just all talking. Yeah, it's all about Tom. Yeah, that's the pretty much it looks like the whole piece. Uh, yeah, the very last page of the interview is about uh, London and... Uh, oh, no, the last sentence is about London. It all was about this thing, the postpartum de uh, postpartum depression incident. Anyway, guys, that's a, that's the end of this chain. Um, we finally found out if o Oprah was one of the good guys or one of the bad guys in this thing. It looks like she's playing all sides. And um, I'll, I'll do some research to see how many other shows these guys did with her to see if, uh, if they kept playing uh, uh, on her terms. But um, yeah, Scientology um, manipulates the media. They manipulate the public. They manipulate as many, they manipulate their members. Um, that's what they do. They've been doing this for 70 years. They have a lot of practice messing with people. These people come and go in the media. Scientology's got this whole system in place where they can just call this guy and spike this story. We'll call this outlet. We'll spike that story. We'll talk to this lawyer. We'll investigate the reporters. Maybe or maybe we're poisoning dogs or not. I don't know uh, um, how that um, story. There is, um, I did look up the Joe Sap, uh, Sapel or Sapel, and there is stuff online about, um, he thinks Scientology may have poisoned, um, his pets or one of his pets, uh, while he was doing a story on Scientology. So Scientology doesn't mess around folks. Um, thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Tom Cruise's spy files. Um, please like, and subscribe down below. It helps the channel out, helps us get this stuff out to more people and it helps promote these stories and expose Scientology, which is what this channel is all about. And so thanks again for joining us. Until next time.